This is The Wrap, a weekly show recapping the highlights in the film and TV world. It's Friday, January 4th, 2013. This is episode 11, and I'm your host this week, TJ Draper. Monday brought us word that The Hobbit returned to make the top spot at the box office last weekend, which seems well-deserved. Though Les Miserables is a good film, a musical such as Les Mis will simply have a hard time competing with a film that has as much momentum and epic scale as The Hobbit, which crossed the $200 million mark. Its current domestic total is $246 million, with a worldwide total of $710 million. Les Mis is not doing poorly, though. Far from it. Its current domestic box office total is $84 million, with a worldwide total of $132 million. On a production budget of $61 million, I'd call that a smashing success. Yes, this week I have more Star Trek news for you. Monday also brought us an article from TrekMovie.com analyzing the science of what we currently know about the upcoming film Star Trek Into Darkness. I had a lot of fun reading this article, and I think it's fun to speculate about future technologies. On Tuesday, I posted my list of what I think are the top 10 films of 2012. It was a hard list to compile, let me tell you. Some have been talking about what a bad year 2012 was for films in general. But if it's such a bad year, why did I have such a hard time picking from all the good films to include on this list? Here is my list. Number one, The Avengers. Number two, The Dark Knight Rises. Number three, The Hunger Games. Number four, Argo. Number five, The Hobbit. Number six, Snow White and the Huntsman. Number seven, Wreck-It Ralph. Number eight, Skyfall. Number nine, Les Miserables. Number ten, Lincoln. Some may consider it blasphemy that my top pick is Joss Whedon's The Avengers, but I can't help it. I really do think that was the best film of last year. Others may consider it a crime that Les Mis is so far down the list. Still others may have trouble with the fact that this list includes an animated film, Wreck-It Ralph. Well, to them I say, deal with it. This is my list, and I'm sticking to it. Wednesday brought us word of an upcoming film called, I kid you not, Mega Spider. Sometimes I just have to link to news because of the sheer stupidity of it. Such is the case here. I could not find a release date for this film, but the real trouble I'm having here is that such a film could be made at all. Let me read you the synopsis. Mega Spider will tell us the story of a 50-foot-tall alien spider who escapes from a military lab and rampages the city of Los Angeles. But you have nothing to be afraid about. There's also a great team of scientists, soldiers, and even one clever exterminator who will kill that thing before the city is destroyed. In case you need more convincing that this film is going to be a total disaster, be sure to see the images in my post, which I have linked in the show notes. The first image depicts a spider about the size of a small airplane on the streets of Los Angeles, smashing cars, wrecking buildings, and the like. Seriously. Ugh. After you were finished watching Skyfall, did you have any questions about what might be fact or fictional, about some of the crazy computer hacking going on? Well, you are in luck. On Wednesday, I posted Veronica Belmont's Fact or Fictional on just that topic. You might be surprised as she and her special guest figure out what's real and what isn't. On Wednesday evening, we live broadcast the Movie Bite podcast episode number 25 with special guest Joseph's wife, Liz Darnell. Our main topic was Les Miserables, and it was a lot of fun to discuss with her. Be sure to tune in via iTunes, your favorite podcast client, or straight on the website to find out what we thought of this film. 
With a sniff of sadness, we discovered on Thursday that Haley Atwell won't be appearing in Captain America 2. This is not really a surprise, though, given that she would be pretty old in the present time now that Captain America has been brought forward. But it's still sad because I really liked Haley Atwell and her character Peggy Carter in the first Captain America film. But that's what happens when you're playing with time, I guess. Netflix has released several trailers and sneak peeks at their upcoming original drama, House of Cards. What's more, they have corrected the problem I mentioned a few months ago about their promotional content for this upcoming show requiring a Netflix account. At the time, I berated Netflix for not getting it, and I stand by that assessment. The point of promotional material, trailers, and the like is to get your stuff out there for people to see and get interested in. If you want to draw people in, requiring an account to see it is not going to work. But they have fixed this problem with these new trailers. Though you can't embed them anywhere, you can view them on Netflix without an account. This is a step in the right direction. While House of Cards does not really look like it will fit my taste in TV shows, I do look forward to more and more of this sort of thing. I'm really sick of the standard network model, and what Netflix is doing with an original drama is exactly what's needed to move things along towards an on-demand-centric system. And today brought us a lot of goodies. First up is a new trailer for the upcoming new Die Hard film, A Good Day to Die Hard, or, as I sometimes like to call it, Die Hard Goes to Russia. It's another good appetite wetter for those of us who enjoy the somewhat mindless action of the Die Hard series. We also find that Wreck-It Ralph comes to home video on February the 12th. If you did not see this film in the theater, shame on you, but this is a chance for you to make up for your misdeeds. The upcoming film on Steve Jobs, titled simply Jobs, now has a release date of April. The film stars Ashton Kutcher and should be at least mildly entertaining. I look forward to seeing what they do with this film. One thing is for sure, Kutcher is definitely channeling the Steve Jobs look. In perhaps the stupidest news this week, so stupid it's good for a laugh, Ashley Tisdale has joined the cast of the Left Behind reboot. As I wrote in my post, I think my head just exploded. One can only ask, why? Why are they making this film? Why does it star Nicolas Cage? Why is Ashley Tisdale going to be in this? Why, why, why? And in far more exciting news, I posted the Red Band trailer for Hansel and Gretel, which stars Jeremy Renner and Gemma Arterton. While I am not in the habit of posting Red Band trailers on MovieBite, I felt it might be a good idea in this case because I have been talking about how I think this film might be good, and I wanted to let you all know what you were in for, in case, in the wake of my excitement about it, you want to see it not knowing how violent it might be. So, now you can consider yourself warned. And now, what you might want to see this weekend. The two new films in theaters this weekend are Texas Chainsaw and A Dark Truth. You definitely should not see Texas Chainsaw. Ugh. I don't know much about A Dark Truth at this time, but there are plenty of other things in the theater. Here are the highlights. The Impossible, Promised Land, Django Unchained, Les Miserables, Jack Reacher, and The Hobbit. We'll be talking about Django Unchained on the next episode of the Movie Bite podcast, so you may want to watch it in preparation, though you should also be warned that it is a bloody and violent film. And those are the highlights from the past week. You can find all the links in the show notes at moviebite.com slash the wrap slash 11. To keep up with all the news from Movie Bite, you can follow us on Twitter. Our username is moviebite. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moviebite. 
And of course, you can visit the website where we post every weekday at moviebyte.com. I'm TJ, your host for this week, and I'll bring you more cool stuff next week.